do this once again. Going live for the Miami Comedy Podcast. What's going on? Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch for the youngsters out there. That's right. The kids need to know about the Miami Comedy Podcast. The good news is we won't be cursing as much as we used to. How are you? Thank you. Thank you all very much. How you been, Miami? Happy Wednesday. Everything all right? How was your day? Stuck smiling says, Casa Tiki tonight. Yes, indeed. Thanks for that quick promo there. Wednesday nights, we got ladies nights over at Casa Tiki. Carrick, DST, DD Dumb, You Pick Parts, True Pete. Thumbs up back to you, my friend. KMX Link, Princess Zoe. Hey, first of all, I'm going to say... I hope you enjoyed today's meme. I did it out of the the depths of my heart. Okay? I truly did feel sad when I realized <laughs> the amount of sex workers that are on Instagram. I didn't know. It's almost like finding out that Santa Claus isn't real. It's, it's a little heartbreaking. You believe something for so long. I thought they were just thirst traps. That the ladies were posting. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not. Hard to believe that it was a very eye opening scenario when I started, you know, rubbing shoulders. With the wealthy and then I started seeing people that I used to have a crush on on Instagram. Be like, hey, wait a second. You left me on Reddit a couple of months ago. Oh. (laughs) It all makes sense. Of course, why would you respond? This is the life you live. Oh, I got to admit, man. (laughs) No, you know, you know, the the real truth is I I have a friend, uh, a a female friend that she's in. And first of all, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with it. Pay to play. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. First of all, that's why I call this episode. Why get defensive? You know, a lot of people go on the defense when you point out a truth. It's not that I'm saying it's wrong. It's just I'm making fun of it because I'm a comedian. You know, it's just what I do when there's a truth that needs to be said. You know, a comedian's job is to be like, is this it? Some people laugh and some people go, oh, my God. You're not supposed to say that. And you can always tell it's a good joke. When it's like 50-50, right? If you get 50% of the people saying you can't say that and 50% of the people laughing, that's a good sign that it's a good joke, if not a great one. I'd say 51-50. 51% finding it funny. And then 50... No, sorry, my math is off. 49% saying it's you shouldn't say that. 51% saying that's hilarious. Because that's what makes a joke really good. It kind of shows you that you're on the edge, but the majority agrees with you. What about the 2%? Hey, man, if I offend 2% of the people, 98% of the people think it's funny. What I'm saying is, you know you're on the cusp of a good joke when it's 49.51. Because something is being said that the majority agrees that is truthful, but is not being said often enough. Okay? So don't be mad at me. Because I realized late in my life that there's sex workers on the DL on Instagram. I didn't know. That goes to show you how innocent I was, how childlike I was 
in my ways of, of seeing the world. Okay? Now, to get back to the story, first of all, there's nothing wrong with being a sex worker. There's nothing wrong, okay? You do what you want. If I was a lady, I'd be a sex worker too, straight up. If I was an attractive woman, of course, man. You have fun. You meet cool people. You mingle with the with the wealthy. It makes total sense. Yeah, don't hate the player, man. I hate the game. I don't hate the game either. I'm actually cool with it. Play the game. All right? So there's a female friend of mine that uh, we became friends in, in this year, actually. And she introduced me to the world of uh, sex workers. She is what they would call a madame, right? She goes out and she scouts and she finds them, makes them feel trustworthy, and then sends them off to uh, the sugar daddy or whatever. And they pay them handsomely. You know, all expenses paid. And then you go on their Instagram and they're living life to the fullest. But they're not saying they're... You know, in <laughs> that they're in bed with a you know sugar daddy. That's that's a Bitcoin daddy. You know what I mean? They're not. They're leaving that part out. They're just saying I'm living my best life. So I'm like, wait a second. If this group of eight are all looking like they're living their best life, but they're not mentioning that they're sex workers, how many other accounts are doing the same thing? <laughs> Share that contact. <laughs> So what I'm trying to get at is the possibility that a large majority is doing this because of the posts and because of, you know, the the deducing. I mean, I'm not 100% accurate, of course. It's just comedy. I'm just making fun of the stuff. But still, you could still realize that this is going on, right? Like this isn't uh this isn't this isn't not a possibility. Like this is actually something that is happening and that I've been exposed to. And so when I called it out in today's meme, I had somebody in the comment, you know, there's always that one person. And first of all, it was a success. I didn't even know why I'm, you know, getting, getting into the talk, but she got defensive. Right. And she immediately, she, you know, everybody's laughing. Oh, LOL. That's funny. This is good. This is cool. And then one just goes, she's getting paid a lot more than you ever will in your comedy gigs. I'm like, Whoa, Wait a second. First of all, it's they. It's a group, okay? And the fact that and the fact that this person said she as in calling out an individual, you might as well would have said that this meme got to me personally. Because when you get defensive, the only thing you're communicating is that there's a truth that was struck inside of you because of that joke. So if you're a sex worker, if you're listening, I'm not mad at you. You do what you got to do, man. All right? I got to make fun of stuff. All right? So if you get on the defensive, especially if it's not directed towards you, it just makes you look bad. And first of all, let me just let me just clarify something real quick. Uh, if you really are wealthy, all right, the wealthy know that money doesn't give you wealth. I'm going to say it again. Money does not give you wealth. Money helps, of course. You know, it's what we use as a commodity amongst ourselves. Of course, money helps. But just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you're wealthy. Okay? Money is still numbers in a bank. All right? 
Money is still paper. Okay? Money is still a digital thing. You don't... You're not wealthy until you start finding the freedom that your money gives you. Right? And you got to have a good lifestyle to have that freedom. Ma'am. Okay? There's no need to be on the defensive here. All right? I hate when I have to go from, like, comedy mode to coaching mode to get my jokes to work better for some people. (laughs) Let me explain something to you, ma'am. So just to clarify a couple of things. It's not a good idea. First of all, it's okay to be a sex worker. I think it should be legal. You do whatever you want with your body. I ain't mad at that. Okay? But I am going to make fun of you. Okay? Just like you can make fun of me for being a comedian. I accept it wholeheartedly. Okay? The second thing is, if you get defensive easily when something gets said, you're pretty much just pointing the finger to yourself and it just makes you look bad. All right? And number three, you're not wealthy because you have a lot of money. Wealth is a lifestyle. All right? If you got to wake up and you got to suck a Can't curse. All right? You're not really that wealthy because you got to do that. You got to do the deed. Now, if you no longer have to do it, then you're wealthy because you now are making a some sort of passive income without, you know, as Warren Buffett says, when you sleep and you're making money, that's when you're wealthy. Not when you're sleeping with someone and making money. Okay. It's a means to an end. And let me clarify one more time. I'm going to say it throughout the podcast because I could already feel people getting angry. Nothing wrong with sex work. But it's work nonetheless. So if you got to do the sex work to get paid, are you wealthy? Okay? It's what you do with the money. Now, if you're up in Miami Design District and you're spending all the money, are you really, are you really wealthy because you got some Gucci flip-flops and a Versace robe? Are you wealthy? My coaching rate is $250 an hour. It might go up next year. But I would appreciate it if anyone that found this useful to... Venmo, Cash App, PayPal me, I'll gladly take it. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to invest it in a sex worker. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. All right. Not not into that. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the chat here. Curse Blessed, shout out to all the sex worker uh, ma- maintaining Miami's economy. Absolutely. Well said. You guys really are making the Miami economy thrive. And I am mad at that, man. I've been to parties. I've seen you guys have a great time, and you make the parties even better. It's amazing. What else we got on the chat here? 100%, absolutely. All right? So I'm going to go ahead and say this, guys. If I was a woman, if I was an attractive woman with the, with the mindset that I have, I would probably get into that too. All right? But here's what you got to do. What I would, well, here's what I would do, in other words. I would probably get into some sort of arts and crafts, and then I can add more value to my body. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd probably, like, uh, I'd probably be like a musician, you know? So then after I give my client hot sex, I can go in the corner of the hotel room and play acoustic guitar and lull him to sleep. You know what I'm saying? So when the next morning he wakes up, I'll be like, how was your rest, daddy? Oh, I slept so good when you were playing Wonderwall. Oh, and guess what? More tips. More tips coming in. 
because they're sleeping good. You can even get hired outside of the sex work, right? Let's say you got your sugar daddy, you're in a yacht, and then he, you know, you play a you play a mean piano or something, then your sugar daddy could be like, look, I got some high-end clients coming into the yacht. Can you do that? Can you do that jazz tune over on the piano over there? Right? Next thing you know, you're playing Thelonious Monk, and bam, you're getting tips by all his clients. On top of the sex work you're already doing. You know what I'm saying? There's so many possibilities. When you're surrounded by wealthy people. Oh, let me just switch it up. Let me just switch it up even one more time for that girl. Hey, my man, Shady. Thank you, Shady. Appreciate that. My man, Shady, going to make me a millionaire one badge at a time. Appreciate all the support, my friend. Play the Wonderwall. Multi-passionate or a renaissance woman, right? Us guys, you know, our junk is worthless. That's why they call it junk, you know? If a sex worker, if a sex worker were to walk around with, uh, you know, body paint on at a party, you know, she arrests everybody with her presence. But if a male were to walk around with body paint on during a party, he would just get arrested. Oh! So our bodies are no longer uh, as high in high demand like a woman's body. So, of course, a woman has to then be smart about it with the sex work and do the, you know, do that. A guy, their bodies are not valuable because any woman can get it if they really want it, right? They just text somebody or call somebody. Text somebody, call somebody. So it's a different value system. Us guys, we got to be renaissance men. We got to be good at things. We got to be handymen. Technology. And not saying women can't either, but the, most guys, you know, they got to like do this kind of stuff. They got to be entrepreneurial to hire said sex workers. They got to own the yacht to have the parties in. When have you seen... A female, <laughs> this is how low value our bodies are, man. When have you seen a female entrepreneur, a multimillionaire woman, uh, pull up in a yacht full of men, uh, <laughs> shirtless men with baby oil on? Never. You're never going to see that. <laughs> At least not that I know of. And you know what? If you need me, I'm willing to be... I'm willing to take the gig. All right? If you need me to be shirtless, covered in baby oil in your yacht, lady, hit me up. I'll go out. I'll do it. I'll make it happen. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. I got to come up with a joke with that one. <laughs> I want to see a, uh, an entrepreneurial woman in a yacht and there's a bunch of men popping bottles and spraying it on themselves. <laughs> the visual is just amazing. What up, Lorenzo? Hey, how you been? Tabitha says, oh, my God, that would be great. <laughs> so why get defensive over comedy, guys? It's just comedy. That's what we do. We have a good time. We point out the truth in things. Because that's what we got. That's just what we do. And that's what we will forever do. All right. The good ones will always be like, is this the edge? Is this the edge? 
Let me just push it a little bit. Where are my shirts at? All right, so let me get to the reads, everybody, before we continue with the podcast. If you want to support, subscribe, MiamiComedy.com slash podcast. If you're watching the live streams, get a badge. Anything counts, okay? I just bought a whole bunch of equipment on Amazon. Nathan Bowl Entertainment, shout out. He says, hello, man. How are you? I'm doing very well, Nathan. Thank you. Miami Matt Tabenis. What's up, guys? So, I bought a whole bunch of equipment to start uh, putting some more content out into the world for what I'm doing. I'm in a very unique position now that we are growing. I have a studio. The, the comedians are getting very good. And, you know, the podcast is kind of like getting some subscribers more than ever before. So I'm like, you know what? It's time to go to the next level. So I invested in a whole bunch of equipment. I'm going to start doing videography, uh, more audio stuff, maybe interview some comics, showcase some of the other shows that are happening in Miami and kind of just get the word out on what Miami is quickly becoming. And it's exciting to see it. You know, as somebody that's been in the game a long time, seen a lot of faces come and go. What's happening in Miami in terms of comedy is is really spectacular. Um, sure thing, Nathan. Give me a moment. And so to support, anything counts. Badges, get a t-shirt, MiamiComedy.com slash shop. Those t-shirts are NFTs. Well, the design is an NFT, but the shirt is limited edition because of the NFT. So anything counts. And then, of course, if you want to come out to a show and see all the magic happening in real time, Casa Tiki tonight, 9 o'clock. Ladies night from 8 to 10. Tomorrow we are at Tripping Animals Brewery every Thursday night, 9 o'clock. Great beers, by the way. I'm, I'm currently sober till 2023, but I miss those beers. Every time I'm, you know, every time you look outside and it's sunshine, blue skies, green trees, I just want to get drunk off beers. And Tripping Animals Brewery has got to have some of the best beers in Miami. You got to do a calendar. <laughs> yeah, me and baby oil in a yacht and a woman wearing a business outfit behind me. I would take that photo. That would actually be a very fun photo to take. I'm not going to lie. What's the podcast called again? What do you think? Miami Comedy Podcast. Uh, the Roman Bull. What's up? Maria's, Maria G. Serrano. All right, uh, so get ready to see an awesome new update for Miami Comedy coming in the next few months. The studio's already set up, you know. I'm already editing fast. I'm getting things done quickly. I'm documenting comedians doing our, our rooms. Things are moving very fast, so I hope you guys are ready, man. You know, it's been a long time coming. I'm finally getting a little more leisure in my life, Right. Even though the girl in the comment section said I'm not making enough like a sex worker. <laughs> I wish I could just pull up to her and be like, you see this? You see this camera? Paid by my comedy work with my blood, sweat, and tears. And I'm proud. Proud to be a comedian. You know what? Comedians and sex workers aren't really that far off, miss. If you think about it, Kind of do the same thing, you know, except with without the penetration. Well, sometimes we can get penetrated on stage by the audience and their stares, you know. But we don't. We're not that far off. We're you know, comedy and sex work is kind of like distant cousins. You know what I mean? 
We please others and hope to please ourselves. You know, tell them. <laughs> they say, well, you know, I'm just saying, you know, we're not, we're not that distance. We're not that distant. All right. Um, okay. So let me get to Nathan. Nathan, if you want to get into comedy, the first thing is uh, only do it if you know you were born to do it. A lot of a lot of people go through phases, and some of the phases include healing uh, because you didn't get enough attention, or healing because you feel like you're worthless in some weird way. And one thing that I've learned. This is just my personal experience. One thing I've learned about getting into comedy is when you heal, you you don't need the attention as much as you used to. Okay, so you have to be sure. But then when I healed, I realized that I still enjoyed being creative in any way, whether it's uh, filmmaking, whether it's music creating, whether it's writing. Whether it's doing comedy So I still, after healing I no longer need the attention Like I don't need to be like the star, right? But I enjoy creating So I stick to comedy There's a lot of comedians that are doing this Because they need to heal from some sort of something And so it's it's like a feedback loop Like I need attention, give me attention I need to feel good And sometimes when they go on stage It's like a drug Where it's like this makes me feel alive Okay, so you have to make sure that it's not just that because what will end up happening is like most people that get started in comedy is they will do it until they heal and then they realize they're wasting their time and they don't want to do it anymore. Okay, a lot of people have wasted four, five, six, maybe more years trying to pursue what they thought was comedy, but it really was something more than that. Okay. But if you know inside of you that you're a creative person, you like to write, you like to tell jokes, and you just want to be an overall comedian, not exactly for the attention, but just to to do comedy, then pursue it. Okay? Then you can pursue it because that is a calling that not a lot of people have. Well, a lot lot of people do have a calling for a comedian because everybody wants that praise and everybody wants to make people laugh. You know, that's a cool position to be in. But really think about, like, do you need that kind of attention all the time? I don't. Um, I actually give up my stage time. All most, most of my shows, I don't go up because I don't need it. You know, I don't need to be the star. Oh, I'm hilarious too, guys. I'm funny. But when I do go up, I do kill. Not going to lie. <laughs> I am pretty good. I mean, I'm not the best, but I always have a good time on stage. And it's 12 years in the making. But I think in 2018 is when I really started to feel like it's not as important as it used to be. Like, I enjoy doing sketches, and I enjoy writing one-liners, and I enjoy doing podcasts like this and talking to you. Like, this is more fulfilling for me. To go up on stage and get laughs, not so much. You know, it's, it's 18 people in a room, and you got you to gotta please strangers. What a weird profession. I got to please... I, I don't care about you guys. I'm sure you don't care about me either. What are we doing? But some people do need a laugh, right? Some people do need uh, uh, comedy relief, right? People are stressed. They get out of work. 
they want to go grab a drink. So you go up on stage and then you, you know, you entertain them. That's that's fulfilling. But to go up and get attention, is that fulfilling? Think about it. Love the advice here. So much value. Oh, yeah, that's what we do. What up, only Gabby? What up, Rafa? So, uh, yeah, comedy is a lot of fun, though. It's like riding a wave. Thanks for such an in-depth answer, man. I really appreciate it. Check your DM whenever you wrap this up. Oh, my God. Are you a Forex dealer? Oh, I fell for it. Hey, man, you got any good advice on comedy? I'll give you amazing advice, and then I get a message from you saying, let me give you some advice on Forex. (laughs) Uh, Have you seen the stock option? I would advise you to invest in this. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Tabitha says, uh, yeah, laughter is the best medicine I had at your shows. Totally. This man can turn anything into comedy. Let's just say I'm bored. Nathan, I think you're a new listener, man. I've been, I did this throughout the pandemic. I would go live every day and just entertain people out of boredom, you know? All right, so let's go ahead and wrap things up. This is a lot of fun. Uh, It's good to be back doing podcasts. It's good to be back producing. It's good to be back uh, creating stuff. It's good to get the community together for some uh, laughs and talking about comedy and talking about memes. Like, this this is what I do it for. I do it for the sake of providing comedy relief. And that's why the slogan of Miami Comedy is, Laugh Every Day, Miami. We need a laugh. Miami, you take yourself too seriously. All right, so I'm glad to be in the business I'm in, making you all laugh one way or another. Even if it means you get on the defensive. Hey, sweetheart, it ain't my fault. I'll see you guys tonight at Casa Tiki. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Again, support. MiamiComedy.com slash podcast. Badges, t-shirts, go to a show, whatever. Oh, and also, I give back. We're doing another $100 raffle for the month of December. That is already up at MiamiComedy.com slash tab. All right, I'll see you guys on the next episode of the podcast. Have a great night, everybody.